Welcome back to Peace Learn Health. I am your host, Marina, and I am here to educate you, inspire you on your wellness, mindfulness, and inner journey to self-improvement. Today, I would like to introduce you to our special guest, Lilith Eve. How are you today? I am good, Marina. Thank you for having me on the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, yes. So um, as Lilith Eve, uh, I run uh, The Light of Zen by Lilith Eve. Um, that is where I do empowerment, guidance, and coaching for Black women. Um, and um, But outside of that, part of the reason why, I mean, there's a couple of reasons why my name is Lilith Eve. Um, Lilith, I identify with... Um, as a story goes, she was in, um, she was, according to like Judaism, she was uh, Adam's first wife. She didn't want to submit to Adam. So <laughs> she went about her way and then came along Eve. Now, my name is Evelyn. Um, so it kind of fits with Eve. And then I kind of also, Lilith Eve is basically kind of like a merge of both worlds. I kind of see myself as a unicorn, like kind of like a little bit of Lilith and the, you know, being opinionated, um, not wanting to be submissive to anyone. Um, but then also Eve where, you know, she is willing to serve. Um, so I'm a little bit of both of those. So that's where Lilith Eve comes from. Um, as Evelyn, I, um, run Evelyn Jones Consulting, um, which houses Lilith e uh, The Light of Zen by, by Lilith Eve, as well as Juniper Jade Arts Entertainment. So, um, <laughs> I know that's a lot, um, but by day, I am a copywriter. Mm -hmm. um, I have a sales background. I was in sales and then I transitioned into marketing um, a few years ago. Um, more like digital marketing, social media marketing. And then I got into copywriting a year ago. So um, I, myself as an entire entity, um, am a copywriter, empowerment guide, and coach and entertainer living in Phoenix. I moved to Phoenix from San Diego in 2018. Um, the move to Phoenix signifies independence and healing for me. Um, I mean, and the story behind that, I moved out here with $50 five zero dollars <laughs> uh no friends no family and i rode with a stranger i met off craigslist whoa uh, <laughs> uh i yeah i made it out here i hiked south mountain that was one of the first things i did because i'm like one well, phoenix like duh hike that's one of the first things <laughs> i did was go on a hike <laughs> hike south mountain uh and stayed in that nice airbnb until the 50 dollars ran out and then I had to stay in a homeless shelter for almost two months as I searched for work and found a place to live. So once I did those things, I started performing again at Juniper Jade, um, burlesque performance. So um, I started burlesque. We'll, we'll get to that later. But I started burlesque uh, in San Diego, but I wasn't solo. It wasn't a solo act. I had to come up with a name. So I came up with a name. I think while I was, while I was still in San Diego, I came up with the name but I hadn't performed solo. I didn't perform solo until I came out here to Phoenix. So my performance, my stage name is Juniper Jade. Um, and then 
I worked and performed at burlesque shows in Phoenix uh, from the summer of 2018 to early summer of 2019. Um, I was in birthday suit burlesque. I performed with Spellbound Burlesque, uh, met other performers out here, and it was all great. Um, performed with, um, I started getting back into performing earlier this year with Katrina Rainsong. Um, and then I even got into some stage management, staged, uh, did stage management for a drag show uh, with Carnita Asada. And um, then COVID hit. <laughs> yep. um, I did, yeah. So I did a Valentine's Day show and then I did a show, I worked with Carnita twice. Uh, I did a show, uh, I, I performed burlesque, well, kind of more like a belly dance um, thing, but nice. I performed in the drag show and then I stage managed a drag show and was set to do another drag show with Carnita, but then COVID hit and <laughs> then I had to make a pivot. And so I just started focusing more on marketing and building my um, like spiritual guidance and empowerment coaching business. Nice. So can you tell us a little bit about your um, coaching business? Yeah, so I guide and coach Black women to live fearlessly fierce by offering insight through astrology, numerology, and tarot card readings. So we we do do some surface things, but I am a deep person. <laughs> um, I have um, I have a lot of scorpionic energy. Um, because I mean, I have Scorpio in my eighth house. It's at home there. And, <laughs> and so, uh, it will Pluto, but Pluto's in Scorpio, it's at home there. And so, yeah, I, I go deep. So from my experience, um, you know, I've dealt with like anxiety, depression, suicide attempts, panic attacks. Um, and then actually this year I was diagnosed with PMDD. Um, so a lot of mental health issues that kind of, that stemmed, I don't know if like thinking back on it, I don't know if some of them were like in my family. I think some were, okay. um, depression, depression, I think definitely. Um, but the anxiety and other stuff, I'm not quite sure. I think anxiety too. Yeah. But some of the other stuff like kind of stemmed from, past experiences and traumas. My mom passed away when I was 15. Um, I had my first panic attack when I, in the summer of 2004, after I graduated from college, I graduated from high school, I was going to college. That's when I had my first panic attack. Um, yeah, and then I had another one in Sacramento, I went to Sacramento State, I had another one there, and then I had more. <laughs> and then I went to the doctor one day and they told me like, yeah, you, you're, you know, you definitely, you know, panic attacks are kind of in your norm with the anxiety disorder. I'm like, okay, all right. Oh. <laughs> so, um, so basically what I do is I seek to help, especially now, like this year with everything, I, I really, I was called to work with black women um, while I was still in San Diego. Um, more focused on women who had also lost their mothers. Okay. Um, 
And, um, you know, because that's, you know, it's, it's traumatic experience. Personally, I, personally, I experienced it. Um, so I was called to do that then, but then I didn't really follow. I didn't really pursue it then. But then this year with everything that ha- that was going on, um, I decided to really step into that and into that calling. And so um, I actually just got done doing a round of um, market research to um, to help my messaging uh, so that to improve my messaging so that I can help as many black women as possible. And um, I basically just went through and, you know, asked, you know, kind of like deep questions. So basically going from uh, pain to pleasure. Um, I also did it in the wake of being in a business accelerator. Um, so that was very helpful um, in that regard that I really got to dive in deep with these women and, um, you know, kind of see what the overall consensus is of um, what their pain points and where they are now to where they want to be. And of course, then I would, you know, act as the bridge, me, my experience, my knowledge, my services act as that bridge to get them there. Like a little bit, it's like, um, I've been using the term energy work a lot lately because it okay. is, it's a lot yeah. of clearing. It's a lot of energy clearing. Um, so yeah, Great. that's the work I'm focusing on now that and copywriting, um, and that, uh, marketing aspect. Great. So the copywriting, you said you started like a year ago, roughly. Yes. I was, like I said, a sales background, um, got into, but then got more into marketing, like specifically digital marketing, social media marketing around like 2013, started following some like, started, okay, yeah, started following some influencers and stuff like that and following trends, uh, playing with platforms, doing like testing. Um, And yeah, and I got inbound marketing certified last year. And then after that, I got into copywriting. I kind of actually just fell into that too. Um, <laughs> that, that, that is, since that is my bread and butter, that's not part of, that's not part of Evelyn Jones Consulting. Um, it's, well, I decided that recently. It's not part of Evelyn Jones Consulting. It's separate because it is my day job. It's my bread and butter. Um, so right. yeah, so that's separate. Um, but I do have a brand for that. That's called Curious Cat Copywriting. <laughs> just okay. because. Yeah, I'm curious. I like cats and I'm a copywriter. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So can you um, tell us a little bit more about your journey into being a performer? Yeah, so um, I went to my first live local burlesque variety show in San Diego in 2015. I've always loved dance and I've always seen myself on stage performing. Like I would use the remote as a microphone to like lip sync. Love it. <laughs> and dance in the living room and stuff. And even like going further than that, like me and my cousin used to like play dance in the living room and pretend we were soul train dancers. <laughs> so I always saw myself as some sort of like performer, like entertainer. However, living in California, in Southern California, um, I've always been a bigger girl, like, you know, 
and you know curvy bigger whatever you want to thick whatever you want to call it right. I, you know so when i looked at the other dancers and performers like i wanted to get into go-go dancing mm. well when i looked Fun. at the, at the other dancers they were all basically like really skinny which nothing wrong with that <laughs> nothing wrong you know really right. skinny with the you know with the big boobs usually fake if in southern california <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but again, nothing wrong with that. That's them. D- do you boo? Um, yeah, exactly. So that's that's what they were, and especially. And then I didn't really see a lot of black female go-go dancers either. Mm. And if I did see them, they uh, basically assimilated to that look of like the white girls. So basically, skinny, big boobs, usually have like the weed, log weaves, you know, stuff like that. I did. I really identify with that. I mean, yeah, I wore weaves, but that was it. So <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, so I didn't identify with that. I even one time went to a go-go dancing like audition and they were kind of looking at me like, you're here to audition? Like, kind of like, what? So anyways, yeah. So, and, uh, went to my first local burlesque variety show in 2015 in San Diego. And I was awestruck because everyone that was up on that stage, it was, there were like different body types different talents and they were all being celebrated and uplifted the same like there was no like people clapping harder you know what i'm saying like everyone got the same amount of love and i just and all and these people that were these performers that were on stage were were artists you know and really loved what they were doing and were really confident i was awestruck by that and i was like that's what i want this is this is it so then in 2016 I uh, started taking classes and I actually ended up taking classes um, that were taught by the producer of the show that I saw in 2015. So when she produced the same show in 2016, I was in that show. Nice. So I was in that. It was like basically like a student troupe. Okay. Hold on. Sorry. Just a sec. I'm trying to fix my. Okay. There we go. Um, so I was in a what's called like a student troupe. So it was like the class, the graduating class, basically. <laughs> and um, the first performance ever done was to uh, Monhair. Uh, and um, yeah, and and we performed for two nights, Friday and Saturday night. So yeah, that was my first. That's how I got into performing. And it was it was something that got me back in touch with my femininity. Uh, my femininity was something I tucked away for a while because I was always deemed too much, too opinionated, too much without even, to showing too much skin without even showing skin or just the way clothes fit me. <laughs> I was always kind of chast, I was chastised for that. Like someone would wear like even, a couple times in my life uh, when it came to like dress codes, it was like, I would get chastised for wearing something, but then the person next to me who was like a lot smaller, who didn't really, who didn't, who maybe wasn't as curvy as me could walk by and get away with it. Um, Then also add sexual trauma to that. And so I had tucked away, tucked away my femininity for a while and just kind of went with the whole patriarchal society to blend in. But then I just had enough of that and decided to surround myself with 
first amazing entrepreneurial women. Then when I got into a burlesque, I met more entrepreneurial women who were not only entrepreneurial, but creative and talented and also had too much to say. So I felt right at Love home. It. <laughs> that, that sounds amazing. That's, yeah. that, that seriously sounds like a, a very uprooted kind of, you know, relationship and getting to that part is like really beautiful. I'm sorry. It's lovely. Yeah. to hear that oh, yay thank you <laughs> of course and so your podcast is called the tasty talks spiritual, spiritual. Oh, podcast yeah. podcast yes and can you tell us about the name and more about the podcast yeah so the name tasty talks spiritual podcast so the tasty talks spiritual podcast so tasty talks came to me in the shower okay. um i was I was really trying to, I don't know if I was like stressed or something at the time, but I really wanted to get in touch with my senses in the shower. So I was trying to do that, you know, smell, sight, you know, hearing the water. And then, and then I kind of blanked. I got to the five senses and then blinked on the sixth one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what is it? And then taste, because I like, I forgot what I did, but I got like, I think I tasted like my soap or something. <laughs> so <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, taste, it's taste. And then Tasty Talks just kind of came up. <laughs> That's a very organic way of just putting a, a name out there. Love it. Yeah. And I liked it because it was Tasty Talks, you know, and I just kind of taste is with the tongue as well as talkies with the tongue. And so, yeah, and just expressing yourself and you, how you can express yourself with food and taste and just kind of like, it, and I just liked it. And then I like, I, I feel that the tongue is very powerful when you speak, um, you know, the words you, you know, your thoughts. And then if you speak them, you know, they can be very powerful. Um, so, and it's, yeah, I just... Tasty Talk Spiritual Podcast. <laughs> I put spiritual in there because, you know, I wanted to let people know, you know, hey, this is one of those podcasts where it's, you know, I, I, my journey to, my journey to spirituality started with like personal development and personal development, like is pretty surface from what I remember. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty surface. It just kind of helps you cope, but you know, and kind of cope and blend in, but spirituality, like spiritual awakening and stuff like that, they go deep. Yeah. And um, so that's what the podcast is geared for. It's for those on spiritual journeys. It's for those who were like me at, at one time and just kind of know that there's something bigger or something more and they kind of want more, but they don't know where to go. Um, so we talk, I talk about experiences and usually incorporate like astrology and numerology. Um, we touch, I, so I touch on, you know, deep topics, you know, topics that, you know, that society at large pretty much kind of stays away from, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, which is where the real growth comes in and you kind of shed your ego, you know, ego death, as I call it. And sometimes we'd be getting into a little bit of shadow work. Um, yeah. So touching on like grief, sex, trauma, healing, shadow work, and just kind of learning to love all of those things, you know, like love more of 
Like, yeah, you love the good, but you also got to love the bad too. Yeah. You know, because if it wasn't for the bad, you wouldn't have the good. That's exactly true. That's why I believe those are like hidden gems, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you wouldn't know what you wouldn't know, like if you're in the dark and you see light, you wouldn't without the darkness, you wouldn't know what light is. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Love that's, it. What the, that's what the Tasty Talk Spiritual Podcast is. As a matter of fact, I, the last episode I did, I did a live poetry reading. I read my mom's poetry, which now I'm going to have published. Um, I'm getting in the process of um, editing it and then getting it uh, copyrighted and then publishing it. Um, but it, it was, it was the, it was the anniversary of her passing in October, early October. So I did a live poetry reading and then I did it live and then I downloaded the live and then converted it into a podcast episode. Nice. So, Were yeah. you able to perform that as well or you just kept it more personal? I didn't. I mean, I did. Li- I went on like Facebook live, Instagram okay. live. Um, I had it. I did a Zoom nice um okay. yeah and recorded it um so that's how i was able to upload and make it to a podcast with the recording um so yeah i mean it was kind of a i mean i guess a performance or not i don't know but a sharing i don't know but i mean it was <laughs> it wasn't it it's out there it's public right. <laughs> you know so well that's really beautiful that's uh, a very nice uh, way to represent, you know, someone who you truly love. So I, I think yeah. that's really amazing. Thank you. Of course. And can you tell us a little bit more, like, in depth about your spiritual journal and how it came about? Uh, yeah. So that started back in San Diego uh, before I got into burlesque. I, it got heavier as time went but yeah it was before I got relaxed so like in 2015 um and as I mentioned earlier I have like mental health issues um history of depression panic attacks suicide attempts anxiety disorder um and again well this year I was uh diagnosed with PMDD um and so I didn't know that then though um so and I was doing the whole personal development thing and again like I said it's very like shallow to me like it just got to a point where it felt shallow it was you know the typical kind of like self-help things you know um I it didn't feel like I I just felt like I needed to go a little bit deeper like deeper to the root okay to to the root of things um I I and it also became with my it also came my curiosity I started to kind of have thoughts and become curious as to why these things were happening um, and, you know, especially when some, some, I noticed some patterns. Um, and so that's when I decided to go a little deeper. Um, and, um, I started working on, well, I started following, uh, women who, uh, preached, you know, leading with their hearts and souls, um, like soul leadership, um, healing from the past and reclaiming their power, their femininity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this sounds okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I worked with some of them. Uh, there were some of our coaches. I worked with them. And then I started doing research on spirituality, spirituality versus religion, 
how the two how the two are combined, how they're different. Um, started like doing the new age practices, um, and studying, you know, looking, researching more into kind of like occult studies. Uh, have done more, have and have done some rituals and healing work on myself. Worked with stones and crystals, and and then actually some of those things started calling to me as well. Um, as I as I, you know, started kind of, as I basically opened myself up, then I started kind of being called and led to those things. So that's, you know, basically how it started. I I started looking more into like the Western way of things. So like, again, the new age. Um, And then in recent years, I started kind of looking more into like ancient practices, specifically African uh, diaspora and focus a little more on that, like Orishas and the history of, you know, uh, African religion and everything like that. Um, and usually with my my spirituality, I don't really stick to one thing. Mm. Um, I actually incorporate other principles and practices um, from other, you know, like such as like Buddhism. So like detachment from emotions and things. I actually did like a detachment, like cutting cords uh, and detaching. I did that in early October, detaching from emotions and things. Um, I even kind of, I read a book on Wicca and do kind of believe the whole thing of not doing spells on people to do harm because that will come back. You know, that's that whole rule of um, it will come back to you times three. Um, so, you know, I usually don't do, I, I'm very careful again, you know, with like words and like intention and things of that nature. I'm very careful. So, um, I've just kind of, you know, I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still new. I'm still a student. Um, and you know, but even with me still being a student, we all are, you know, we never stop learning. Um, even with that, I still feel that I can help other, I still feel like I can help other black women. Um, because I mean, look how, look at how far I've come. <laughs> all the things you say- even all the things that I've kind of like just briefly told you, it's like, that's the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Yeah, you got to be proud of that, of course, and, and, yeah. and be able to share your knowledge with others like you're doing. Yeah, and I, I always have this very, I was talking to someone the other day, and uh, she was saying how she could read others, but she can't read herself. Mm-hmm. I, I, And again, I kind of have that, that kind of like, that's why I call myself unicorn, because I am able to read myself. I'm able to step back like literally kind of step outside of myself and kind of look and say, okay, and kind of read into things with myself. And, you know, a lot of people, as you can't do that. (laughs) That's why people try to like tear me down or do certain things. I'm like, you can't really, you can't really do that to me because I already know. I already, like I read myself. (laughs) So yeah, I can read myself and read you. (laughs) Yeah. And you're doing all the work to show up as well. So yes, it's, right. it, it only makes sense. If you, people don't do that, then, you know, it goes back to that 
as well. So just right. like you mentioned, the whole shadow work and just building yourself up and ha- being surrounded by people who have the same concept and idea that you do. That's very important. I feel like that's very powerful. Right, right. And even if, honestly, even if people, because I've worked with people who were kind of dipping their toe into something, they're kind of dipping their toe into whole spirituality. They're kind of like, they felt something like, again, they kind of felt something bigger, but they weren't really sure. They kind of considered themselves like, um, I don't want to say non-believer, but like kind of skeptical. Right. But they had an open mind and they were willing to meet me halfway. Um, yeah. So there's that as well. Yeah. And that's, and that's at least a step towards the right direction. You know? Right. Cause you have to, like I even discovered with myself, like again, reading myself, um, there were certain, I could look back in certain things in you know, certain periods of my life. And sometimes the question comes up, it's like, well, how come I had to learn this so many times or how come I had to, or I didn't get it or whatever. And it's like, well, because I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't quite ready yet. And so that's what. Yeah, that's what sometimes happens. So I, yeah. I understand and agree totally. So at this very moment, if you had to say one thing that you're grateful for, can you tell us what it would be? At this very moment, what I'm grateful for. Uh, oddly enough, hardship. Yeah. Um, and then also the, in the current moment, um, the hardship because of my current life, the, of how I'm living now, like I'm thriving now, whereas before I was just surviving and I did, you know, and I, um, you know, when I was in therapy, a therapist did confirm that with me. He was like, you've been in survival mode this whole time. I think I was like 27 or something. Okay. And he told me, he was like, yeah, you've been in survival mode this whole time. I'm like, oh, that was the first time I heard that. And then now I understand, now I really understand, like, I mean, I understand, like I researched and kind of like did more searching and, you know, but now I really uh, understand, you know, just because of the life I'm living now. Um, I mean, I do want more and there's nothing wrong with wanting more, but I am, I am happy and grateful for the life I have right now. It's pretty, um, it's, it's, I'm pretty much living life on my terms, which is the first time I've, I, you know, I haven't really done that before. Um, so, yeah. I love that. It's it's very powerful words that you're saying. And mm-hmm. it's very true to, you know, a lot of people um, need to come to terms with that as well. And um, I think you're doing that and showing up for your community and everybody just in general. So I really applaud you for that. So thank you so much for sharing basically your words and your wisdom with, you know, our listeners today. And can you please let us know what you, what is to you just the, the way of what peace learned health means to you in your own words? 
what peace learned health means to me. Yes. We got to go a little bit literal. Um, okay. <laughs> That's fine too. A little literal, but then very like deep. <laughs> again, both, okay. a, 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 again, both a combination. Um, okay. So peace, starting with peace. So peace, I when I think of peace, I think of like peace within. And just the whole, like how we've been talking about the whole, you know, accepting and loving yourself. Um, that having that peace within yourself to the point of having compassion for other people. That compassion for other people then kind of turns into the learning aspect because then you can learn about other people and their struggles and um, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. Um, and then that learning kind of, when you learn about them, you can also, you also learn about yourself and then you basically develop together and then when you develop together as a community and you grow together, then that improves health for everyone all around you, including yourself. Um, and it's very healthy to be multifaceted. And it's very healthy to, um, you know, it's very healthy to be selfish and love yourself and put yourself first. Um, and it's very healthy to also at the same time with that, you know, at the same time while you're, you're putting yourself first, you're also helping other people. Um, so yeah, that's what peace, and when I think of peace, learn health in this moment, that's what I think of. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being part of um, my podcast. Well, thank you. I'll have to have you on mine. <laughs> <laughs> to learn more about me, you can check out my website at peacelearnhealth.com. And also you can check out any podcast platforms all across the board. Till next time.